The following warning is taken from the grace and duty of being spiritually minded. The year was 1984. I was stationed in the United States Coast Guard and our ship called an icebreaker was ported in Mobile, Alabama. I was sitting on the floor of the ship, probably next to a bunk, and I was reading John Owen really for the first time in those days. And I came across the following part of that book in chapter 9. Quote, it is utterly impossible we should walk before God to its glory or with any real peace, comfort, or satisfaction in our own souls unless our minds are continually exercised with thoughts of his almighty power. Everything that befalls us, everything that we hear of which has the least of danger in it will discompose our minds and either make us tremble like the leaves of the forest that are shaken with the wind or betake ourselves to foolish or sinful relief, unless we are firmly established in the faith hereof. Consider the promises of God to the church which are upon record, and is yet unaccomplished. Consider the present state of the church and the world with all the things that belong to it, and all the fears and dangers they are exposed to, and all the evils they are exercised with. And we shall quickly find that unless this sheet anchor be well fixed, we shall be tossed up and down at all uncertainties and exposed to most violent temptations. Revelation 19, verse 6. To this end are we called hereunto by God himself in his answer to the despondent complaints of the church and its greatest dangers and calamities. Isaiah 40, verses 28 to 31. Have you not known... Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Take one instance, which is a continual concern of us all. We're all liable to death every moment. It is never the further from any of us, because we think not of it as we ought. This will lay our bodies in the dust, from whence they will have no more disposition or power in themselves to rise again than any other part of the mold of the earth. Their recovery must be an act of external, almighty power. When God shall have a desire to the work of his hands, when he shall call, and we shall answer him out of the dust, and it will transmit the soul into an invisible world, put in a final end to all relations, enjoyments, and circumstances here below. I don't speak of them who are stout-hearted and far from righteousness, who live and die like beasts, or under the power of horrible presumption, without any due thoughts of their future and eternal state. That is to others, what comfort or satisfaction can any man have in his life, in which his all depends, and which is passing from him every moment, unless he has continual thoughts of the mighty power of God, in which he is able to receive his departing soul and to raise his body out of the dust. Not to insist on more particulars, so it is with them who are spiritually minded. So must it be with all of us if we pretend a title to that privilege. They are filled with thoughts of God in opposition to the character of wicked men, that God is not in all their thoughts, 
And it is greatly to be feared to many of us when we come to be weighed in, this balance will be found too light. Men may be in the performance of outward duties. They may hear the word with delight and do many things gladly. They may escape the pollutions that are in the world through lust and not run out into the same excess of riot with other men. Yet, may they be strangers to inward thoughts of God with delight and complacency. I cannot understand how it can be otherwise with them whose minds are over and over filled with earthly things. However, they may satisfy themselves with pretenses of their callings and lawful enjoyments, or that they are not any way inordinately set on the pleasures or profits of this world. To walk with God, to live to Him, is not merely to be found in an abstinence from outward sins, and in the performance of outward duties, though with diligence and the multiplication of them. All this may be done on such principles for such ends, with such a frame of heart as to find no acceptance with God. It is our hearts that He requires, and we can no way give them to Him, but by our affections and holy thoughts of Him, with delight. This it is to be spiritually minded, this it is to walk with God. Let no man deceive himself unless he thus abound in holy thoughts of God, unless our meditation of him be sweet to us. All that we else pretend to will fail us in the day of our trial. This is the first thing in which we may evidence ourselves to ourselves to be under the conduct of the minding of the Spirit, or to be spiritually minded. I have insisted the longer on it because it contains the first sensible egress of the Spirit of living waters in us, the first acting a spiritual life to our own experience. I should now proceed to the consideration of our affections, of whose frame and state these thoughts are the only genuine exposition. But whereas, there are or may be some who are sensible of their own weakness and deficiency in the discharge of that duty of this duty in being spiritually minded which we have passed through, and may fall under discouragements thereon, we must follow him as we are able, who will not quench the smoking flax nor break the bruised reed by offering something to the relief of them that are sincere under the sense of their own weakness. John Owen